From the Fox News Podcast Network, I'm Dana Perino, and everything will be okay. Hello, and welcome back. On last week's episode, we heard some great graduation advice from Bill Hemmer and Dr. Meg Jay. Something that stuck with me was Dr. Jay's mention of identity capital, saying yes to the things that are the best investment of your time that help add value to who you are. My two guests today are professionals at Identity Capital, and they're here today to help you make the most of your health. To be your best, you really have to take care of your health. That means eating well. There's no shortage of information on the importance of cutting down on sugar and adding more vegetables to your diet, getting moderate exercise, and avoiding things that can lead to harm. Tracy Mallet is one of my very favorite health and fitness experts. She's a world-renowned fitness and wellness expert, best-selling author, and the creator of the hugely popular workouts like Booty Bar and Be Barless. You know how passionate I am about proper posture, and Tracy is one of the people that helps me reach my goals. Tracy works hard to find a balance in her own busy life, and she has some great advice on how exercise helps her outlook and her own wellness. I still pinch myself that I actually get to call you a friend now. Um, I have admired you for so long and how you have, I think, been a real pioneer and an entrepreneur in the fitness industry. And then I get to know you and find out all the things that you're doing in terms of um, your entrepreneurial spirit and you're a working Mm -hmm. mom um, and you keep so cheerful through it all. So I guess my first question is, how do you get all of this done (laughs) in one day? Thank you. And the feeling is super duper mutual. Absolutely. I super admire your tenacity and your entrepreneurial spirit too. I think we're definitely two peas in a pod here. Um, you know, I have such a positive outlook in life because, and I think that really does get me going because people ask me, why are you always smiling all the time? I'm like, why would you not smile? I think a smile is a, f- a reflection of what's happening internally. And when you're smiling, everything feels so much better. And I think smiling to me helps me motivate to get through such a crazy day of trying to balance, you know, being a businesswoman, being a mom, and and basically looking after myself too. And a lot of women out there will do the business side, the entrepreneurial, be or working full time, and they'll look after their children, but then they forget about the third part, which is themselves. And you've got to understand in a household, if mommy's happy, if if mom is working out and healthy, the whole family is because it just goes on. And I think a lot of women totally forget about that. They think that they're not important and they're last on their list. And, and it's we, we, we are just as important. So I do my best to keep everything going, my whole family and my business. And I think it's finding balance, which is very challenging. I know you find that challenging too, Dana, because you, li- <laughs> you, you, know, you live a busy life and you have you have Jasper. I mean, that's your baby. That is you my know? baby. It's, thankfully, Peter helps me take care of him. Um, so in my, in my book, I talk about how no one is going to be able to take over. You cannot delegate your fitness to anybody else. Like, you okay. are responsible for your well-being. Um, of course, there are things that can happen to you. Um, but in general, when you're talking about 
um, what if it's maybe it's mindfulness, but your physical fitness can also help you one just do better in your professional life as well. I think, and it gets harder to get fit the older that you get. So I'm always encouraging young people, you know, start early and taking care of your spine and your cardio health and your muscles so that you can have a really fulfilling life. Um, that's my thoughts on it, but I'd love to get yours. That is absolutely true. I mean, I've danced, you know, all my life since a young child and I have always been active. And there's been times in my life when I haven't been so active, as specifically when I, I got sick. And I realized going through that period of having a month of not being able to exercise, I was a different person. And it reflects on your whole positivity, your whole outlook on life. And it was funny, I was talking to my some of my clients this morning about this. When you're younger, you exercise a lot of times for vanity. I mean, we do. When you're younger, you want to look good. You want to look hard. You want to get in shape. So we exercise the vanity. Then we get through the middle ages and then we're like, okay, oh, you know what? Exercise is really good. It'll help me walk better. It'll help me have a better posture. You start realizing that exercise is not just for vanity. It's for function and to live a better life and to reflect your stress, you know, your stress levels are coming down. And then as we move later on into life, we realize that exercise is so important just for functionality and just to live and to be present. And so exercise is with you from such all the way through your life, but it does have an effect on your mental stability. And I think people forget that exercise is about your mental concept too, because if I didn't exercise, I'd be a crazy person. Because once I exercise, and sometimes I'm just a human being, like in the morning, do I want to come? Today I came in and did an 8.15 booty bar class. Did I feel like getting up out of bed and like working out for 60 minutes? Honestly, I'd be like, oh, maybe I could have an extra 15 minutes in bed. But no, i got to get up. I get up, I come here, I work out, and I feel like a million dollars. That is what keeps me inspired, you know, my inspiration to keep going. Because I know how amazing I'm going to feel after it. And I think we forget about that, like how, I mean, I know, Dana, that you exercise a lot and exercise for you is a stress release. And how do you feel if you didn't exercise? What, how could you imagine life without exercise? You couldn't, right? It's you true. And actually, Condi Rice, when we were um, serving in the Bush administration together, I remember she said one time that one of the reasons she exercised at four o'clock in the morning um, was because that's what time she was able to do it. And that, in her opinion, humans could not function with a clear head if they did not burn off stress. And I've realized that now so with my true. with my new schedule, I'm trying to fit it in here and there. Um, and um, yes, I, so like, for example, I got to do a Peloton ride yesterday and I walked uh, to work, back to work, back home three times um, yesterday. And yes, I definitely felt better. But one of the things I think some people get intimidated thinking they might have to do 60 minute class at 815 every day, but that's not no. your philosophy. You sometimes um, will have a shorter workout, but it's much more, um, I would say, concentrated and effective. Focused. Yeah, focused is the thing. I think focus is a big thing too. I mean, I'm always on at my clients about, look, when you're in here, if you're working out for five, 10, 20, 30 minutes, or thankfully you might have a 60 minutes in your day, it's about focusing on you. It's not about your to-do list, about what you're going to make for dinner tonight. It's about focusing on you. It's you time. And you don't need, you don't really need 60 minutes every day. As long as the workout that you dedicate to yourself is 
concentrated and focused. And my philosophy has always been whatever you can fit into your day, that is what's going to benefit you. Um, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I honestly feel like if you could dedicate at least 20 minutes a day, even 30 minutes would be awesome to get a little bit of flexibility in there because we always forget about flexibility you would be fine. It's consistency that's the key. And we always say the same thing. It's consistency. People start off really, really gung-ho. I'm going to do this. They have great consistency. And then they kind of like burn out. So it's best if you're starting out just to start, say, okay, this week, I'm going to do three 30-minute workouts. I mean, think about it. That's only an hour and a half. That's not a lot of time. All of us can find three 30-minute workouts a day. But focus on it, work 100%, give all that you've got. And then you do it every week, then you're going to find results. But yeah, you're right. You don't need a lot of time to work out. You just need to be focused. And that's the problem. We don't focus enough. How do you feel about... Do you agree? Yes, yes. How do you feel about um, (laughs) technology and how that has changed the industry? And even during COVID, um, are there... Are you optimistic about fitness and the industry, even post-COVID? I'm extremely optimistic because I'm, that's just my nature. I'm very happy. I'm always about optimism. Remember, I've been in this industry a long time and started out with like DVDs. Uh, well, it was actually VHS. Then it went to DVDs. Then obviously it became a little bit easier. Everyone went online and what. So it's gone through these progressions of how we deliver um, exercise And I've always admired people that worked out at home. But remember, there was a small population that would do that because obviously they could go to the gym, they could go out and do it. So a lot of people, you could think about it, it takes a lot of um, work ethic to be able to put on a video or put on a workout and do it at home when there's so many distractions, which we're going to get, you know, once again, we go back to that focus thing again. You're at home. There's a lot of distractions. So I really commend people. And I've, I've had a lot of women that have worked out with me for years, which is including you, which I'm very mm-hmm. honored. They were a bit, who did it pre-COVID. They, they had the willpower um, to, to, to do it. And then COVID hit. And there was no other alternative. It's like, well, you either can run outside, go outside. But if you really want to take that extra, you know, group exercise class or need that extra motivation, which a lot of us do, including myself, then they had no choice but to go on to, you know, online, finding an app, you know, finding, you know, like a Peloton machine and and doing, you know, I love, I know you like to spin on the Peloton, Mm -hmm. which I love doing too. Mm -hmm. And they had no choice. So it's actually changed the industry if you think about it, because now we have a huge audience now that is open to the fact of working out at home. Yeah, well, even though there was an audience before, it's even tripled, you know. So the, the the world is your oyster for the fitness industry. I think for me, it's far greater because I can reach so many more people because more people are open to working out with me. If they live in China, if they live in Indonesia or Taiwan or Japan, they're like, oh, we can do a class with Tracy. I mean, this is pretty amazing, really. I, I feel it's for my industry, for the fitness industry, that's been hit a hard as far as like brick and mortar, like mm. my studio in California was closed down for a year. I just opened two year, two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but my other part, my app, my online is doing so much better and I'm reaching so many more people, which is 
really amazing for me. I think it's been a, a really amazing gift to, yeah, to t- us. So tell us a little bit more about the app because I love it. I And um, I will just tell people that um, sometimes in my office, you know, I'm here, my schedule is kind of strange now because I do the morning show and then <laughs> here later in the afternoon from five to six as well. So sometimes in between, um, I might just have 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 30. Um, but if you go to uh, the app that you have, I can figure out a way to filter and say, okay, what am I looking for? Maybe I need some stretch. Maybe I need some uh, core work or whatever. Light weights with, uh, I love the arm arm workouts. And I had said to you that sometimes, you know, you just close your door and you do this at the office <laughs> if you have a door. Um, uh, and I said, maybe you should add one other category, which is, will I need a shower after this or not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think of you sometimes, I'm like, oh, this is perfect for Dana because she doesn't have to have a, she doesn't have to have a shower. She can just do this workout. So it's a light workout where you're still obviously toning your muscles. So it's more of a deep tone, like a slow burn <laughs> yeah. where you won't necessarily build up too much of a sweat, but what I love about you is that you don't poo-poo it and go, hey, if I'm not sweating, I'm not working out. And you know that's not true. We're, you don't necessarily have to sweat hugely to have a workout. And so those are the no-sweat workouts. But that doesn't mean to say that they're not challenging. It just means to say that you're working a little bit slower, working a little bit deeper into your muscle, working a little bit more functionality, because I know that you love to work on your posture. Yes. And posture has been like this huge thing. More people are so open now to like, want to work their posture before everybody was all about their abs or their booty you know everybody wants their booty looking good or their abs but now it's moving to like the posterior chain which is your mid upper back your posture your posture muscles your lower back your core and then your hamstrings and your glutes but it's all about your posture and i think um i think the covid situation being at home on a computer and how we live now has really opened that door to functionality. So that means taking workouts that don't need a shower. <laughs> Tell everybody about the halo because you taught me this on Instagram Live when we did Minute Mentoring back in uh, yes. in the summer, and I still do it. You tell, really? walk us through Thank through the, even though people are on audio. Everybody, listen up. <laughs> all right, this is one of my favorite exercises called the halo because we're all angels. What we're going to do is sit up nice and tall, everybody. You're going to put your shoulders over your hips. That means you're not hinging forward. So you're nice and tall. Now you're going to clasp your hands. So you're going to clasp your hands. You're going to take the hands over your head and your palms are going to face up to the sky. So your elbows are bent. It's almost like your head is in the middle of your arms. Now you're going to pull your shoulder blade down towards your hips. So you're drawing your scapula, which is your shoulder blade, down towards your hips. So you've got this long neck. Your palms are still facing the sky. Now what you're going to do is draw a halo in the sky. So you're going to go to the right and you're going to go around. Now you're going to try and keep your shoulders still. Well, actually, your shoulders are moving, but you're trying to keep your torso still. And you're making a circle on the ceiling. Now you're going to add your upper body. So then you forward flex. You're going to go forwards side bend to the side open up your chest so your back is extending and then you go to the side and then forwards and again side back side and forwards let's go to the other side so now we're just going to work keep your torso still and you're just moving at the shoulder joint and you've got your halo going to the other direction elbows are bent and then we can incorporate the upper body so it's almost like you're forward flexing mm-hmm. and then you go to the side 
You go to the back and then you go to the side and you continue. We have so everyone in the studio. Always, everyone in the studio is doing this really, right now. And it's, I hope I give good directions. It's, you gave great directions. And um, ever since that Instagram Live, I have people, including my friend's brother, um, he's about 25, and he said that he was, um, she was watching it. It was during COVID and it happened to be on, you know, during um, when everybody was working from home. And so he was watching as well. And he said to this day, he tries to do with a halo every single day when he's at the office. You, you don't know how happy that makes me feel. It really does. Because I know it's such a great exercise to do it on the plane. When I, when I used to travel a lot, I do it on the plane and people look at me like, oh my God, that girl's gone crazy. I'm like, yeah, this is what you should be doing. (laughs) Like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I'm so happy. Well, you make all of us so happy. Um, Thank you for your time and your contributions to fitness um, and for your friendship. We appreciate you, Tracy. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys. And I just want to finish, you know, guys out there, I know sometimes it's so intimidating because people, you know, you, you see people that look so much in great shape and you're like, I can't be like them. You don't have to be like them. You have to be you. You don't have to emulate any anyone. You just have to be you. And you have to find something that makes you feel good, makes you feel happy and makes you want to work out and, and be healthy. And there's so much variety out there. There's always going to be somebody that's perfect for you. Just go find that person or find that thing that makes you, whether it's walking outside, going running, going hiking, doing a bar class with me or a Pilates class with me, anything that makes you feel good, just do it. And consistency has always been the key. You just have to be consistent with it. Get started. You're very inspirational. Find her um, at Tracy Mallet, T-R-A-C-E-Y. M-A-L-L-E-T. <laughs> yes. You can find me on Instagram. Um, love Instagram. And then my app is called Pilates Bar On Demand if you guys want to check it out. Thank you. We'll check it out. Thank you, Tracy. Wait right there. We'll have more next. Be vigilant in safeguarding your health. I recommend keeping a doctor diary as it can be hard to track what you've gone in for. For example, March 2021, dermatology appointment, all clear. That way, you won't have to rely on your memory, and you'll be able to look back to see when you're due for another checkup. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's so important to take a moment for yourself throughout the day and to always establish a support system. Someone I know who gives her patients this advice is Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Dr. Sapphire is the Director of Breast Imaging at Memorial Sloan Kettering Monmouth and the Interim Director of Breast Imaging, Memorial Sloan Kettering, Baskin Ridge. She's a Fox News Channel contributor and the author of two books, Make America Healthy Again, How Bad Behavior and Big Government Cause a Trillion Dollar Crisis, and her newest book, Panic Attack, Playing Politics with Science in the Fight Against COVID-19. How do you try to balance work and pleasure and taking care of your own mental health and and that of your family? I mean, there's a lot of things that women have to do. What's your approach? I think women, we are by far our worst enemy. Um, But I can tell you that if you are not satisfied in the things that you're doing, if you're not getting self-satisfaction, then that's going to... uh, that's going to permeate into your family life. My husband jokes with me that I am a much better wife and mother when I'm busy working on one of my own projects. 
whether, I mean, I work full time in the hospital, but I still like to do other things. I do research. I write a couple, I've written a couple books now. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing those things, I'm feeling satisfied that I am, I'm giving everything my best. I'm doing what I enjoy. And so then when I'm with my family, I am a much happier person because I have self-satisfaction when you're doing everything for someone else. While it is wonderful, your children, your husband, everyone's going to appreciate it. But if you're not taking care of yourself, eventually that's going to break. For graduates or people who are maybe thinking about um, their first big career move after their starter job, um, are there any of the good habits that you would recommend that they try to pick up now? Well, I can certainly tell you that the one thing you want to do is come up with your cadre. Who is your support system? Because you're going to need them. You, you don't want to go at things alone. And I can tell you, for me, I needed, I, I actually needed tangible support because I needed people to watch my child while I was going through medical school and taking my first, um, my residency. But if you set yourself up with a strong support system, honestly, there's nothing you can't, can't do. And if you find that you hit roadblocks along the way, they're there to help you. But a big, a big tip that it's, to be honest, it's taken me a long time to learn is that Make realistic expectations for yourself. If you, if you set that bar way too high, way too fast, and you don't get there, then you're going to have. Then you're going to feel bad about yourself. You're going to feel like a failure. When the truth is, no one would have hit that metric. So make sure that you're setting realistic expectations. You want to push yourself, but again, you want to make sure these expectations are within arm's reach. So maybe talk to your your friends, your family about them to see if they agree that you know you're being reasonable with yourself. Tell us about your latest book. And also, I have, I'm just curious, when do you find time to write? Like, or like, when do you find it's best for you to write? Is it early morning, late at night, or in between uh, patients? Or how do you actually get that done? So it's interesting. So my second book, Panic Attack, actually just came out this week. I'm very excited about it because um, I felt quite passionate writing this book. It's it, When I started seeing the panic-invoking headlines, the suppression of contrarian opinions, and just the weaponization of science throughout the course of this pandemic, um, it, it really upset me in the sense that, you know, if if people just had facts, if they were people, if they were given transparent information, there would have been less panic, less hysteria. And maybe we wouldn't have come out of this pandemic with such division and such animosity. And just like I say to my patients, I'm here to give you information. I'm going to show you how some people can distort it, but it's up to you ultimately what you're going to do with the information. Uh, and when do I write the book? Well, that's a great question. Uh, um, sometimes it is in between uh, my work days, in between patients. I try very hard. I am I am a complete waste of space. Come eight p.m. during the <laughs> me too. Um, I I cannot for the life of me do anything other than put my kids to sleep and pass out myself. So if I'm not getting things done during the day, especially early morning, then I, it's not I can't get it done. So I'm an early bird. I'll wake up hours before my children do to try and get writing in. I knew we had more in common than just being here. <laughs> um, I'm definitely an early bird too. Um, and when I wrote my book, I was definitely, it was weekends and, and all day long, but it's certainly rewarding. And your books are always fabulous. Congratulations on that. And thanks for joining us today. I love talking with Tracy and Dr. Sapphire because there's so much that we need to think about as we take responsibility for our own health. That is your fitness as well as your balance and your own mental health. So all of that together makes for a more productive and happier life. 
Next week, we look at giving back to your community and the world at large. I speak with two incredible people who have helped so many with their skills and philanthropy. Dr. Mark Schreim is a chair of global surgery at the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland and lecturer in global health and social medicine at the Harvard Medical School. And with his free time is a volunteer for Mercy Ships. And Francine Lafrac is the president of the Francine A. Lafrac Foundation and the Same Sky Foundation Fund. A successful social entrepreneur, women's rights advocate, and philanthropist, Francine founded a trade initiative, Same Sky, to help women who were invisible become visible through the dignity of work. I can't wait for you to hear from both of them. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything Will Be Okay. Make sure you subscribe to this series wherever you download podcasts and leave a rating and review. I'm Dana Perino. Everything will be okay. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.